The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, just Alex Meacham. Snapchat, Big Meach 41 and thanks to my producer, Stu Holt. I'm sorry, Coach Stu Holt, the head coach of the Walnut Hills Eagles. Stu Holt, congratulations, by the way. I'm on TikTok because of him, at Alex Meacham 41 Now, Bearcat fans, I'm excited to welcome in my next guest. He serves as UC's men's basketball chief of staff. And if you ever met this guy, you can feel his energy from the handshake can tell how genuine of a person he is from his eye contact. And there's no question that he loves what he does. I'd like to welcome in my guy, Chris Lepore. What's going on, CL? I'm happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. Now, do you remember when I called you one time on the phone? I was calling you about getting Coach Miller involved in a community service activity. And we were talking about CL, and I brought up the rapper, yeah, yeah. CL Smooth. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. you said, oh, I've heard that before. Now, now you're probably too. How, how old are you? 30. 30. Yeah. Okay. You're a little too young for Pete Rock and CL Smooth, right? I mean, I've, I've gotten it a lot. I've gotten it a lot. You you, know, really? I've been, I've been told, you know, as the, as the nickname was born, that I needed to, needed to look into that. Okay. And, and I learned quickly, you know, that the... That Twitter handle was uh, was taken. You know, it I was wasn't like, available. At CL Smooth's unavailable. Well, what's, going, what's going on with that? So uh, yeah, so yeah, I quickly learned who that was. Yeah, one one of my favorite rap groups uh, growing up. I love it. Um, first off, I want to talk about the most important thing in your life: your family, uh, your wife Jennifer. Yep. Talk a little bit about your wife. Yeah. So my wife is from Louisville, Kentucky. So this move to Cincinnati was a home run at, at, at the house. <laughs> uh, you know, we've got our, uh, the in-laws are an hour, 20 minutes away from our home in Fort Wright, which is nice to have, you know, discounted babysitters just to hop, skip, and a jump away. I love that. Um, she played basketball and soccer at Mail High School and then played basketball and soccer at a Division Two in uh, New York City. Queens College. Queens College. The yeah. Knights. The Knights. Yes. There you go. Queens College you're, Knights. You're, you're on it. And, yep. uh, you know, I tell all our big guys when uh, when when they meet her that, you know, she had a thousand rebounds. So they got they got their work cut out for them. She could rebound the ball. So she is the best basketball player in the household? Yeah, it's not close. Either. Not even close. No. She's also the best golfer. And that's really what bothers you burns me inside yeah you know, she can have the rebounding accolades and all that but <laughs> i just got to be able to drive the ball a little straighter man it's killing me i hear you man uh three kids uh, three kids um four and a half year old julius who's over here in the corner yeah playing his game uh, we've got our three-year-old Cruz and our one-year-old daughter peyton wow two 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 big brothers and the baby girl that's awesome so 
I'm obviously in the world of, of athletics and basketball. Um, as you watch your kids, can you tell with your kids? You're like, okay, I think he could be a basketball player. She's got great movement. Like, have you noticed this with your with your kids yet? Yeah, I try not to evaluate it too much this early <laughs> on, but I can't help it. Like when they're shooting in the room, I'm like, man, I got to fix that form. But yeah, I'm, right, like, I'm right. just going to let them be. I'll, Jen can coach them when they're young. I'll be, I'm just going to be like cheerleader dad for now. Yeah. And then if they, if they really want me to get involved, you know, I'll, I'll jump in there. Yeah. But, but uh, my, my oldest son did get to come to camp for two morning sessions. Okay. Uh, a couple, about a month ago. And and he he loved it, so thought that was pretty neat. And he'll he'll be coming. He'll be old enough now, moving on that he'll be able to come every year. Awesome, awesome. And we're going to talk about the basketball camps here yep, shortly. Yep, we'll but there. but first and foremost, I want to talk about you know who is Chris Lapore for those out there that don't know. Let's talk a little bit about your history, where you're from, what high school you went to. Sure, you play basketball. Yeah, sure. We can get into all that. So I grew up in upstate New York, about an hour outside of New York City, which. If you know anybody from New York City, if you don't live in New York City, then you're from upstate. So, like, when I say upstate, people think right. Syracuse or Buffalo yeah. or Rochester, something like that. But I was just an hour outside New York City. You're but an that, outsider. That's you're, still considered upstate. Yeah. You can't get it twisted. You're not part of one of the boroughs. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah. out. You're out. So, uh, moved down to Nashville, Tennessee, right before high school, which is where I went to high school and college. I went to a school called Independence High School um, and uh, went to Belmont. Uh, University in Nashville, Tennessee, where I got my start in coaching as a manager. Yeah. So I was I was a manager there. My last two years of college, my first two years of college, I was helping my high school coach. He changed schools and brought me along with him as like the freshman and JV coach. And okay. I didn't really know if I wanted to be a coach at that time, but he was like, "I think you'll be good at it. Just give it a try. You're in school right down the street. Like just just try it." And I fell in love with it right away. Yeah. Fell in love with it. Um, and, and was like, this what, is it. What was it about coaching that you really enjoyed at, at that stage? Yeah, the the high school thing for me was, you know, I, I was just removed from being a high school player, right? And so, you know, going to college and then coming back and just getting to see kids, their interest level going from, like, basketball is the cool thing to do to, like, Basketball can, like, pay for my education and, like, become a real thing for me. Yeah. To see the transformation in young people was really neat. And uh, to see them wanting to get in the gym after hours, early in the morning, I just, I just loved it. I just wanted to live in there with them. Yeah. And uh, I was certain that I was going to be a high school coach at that point. Yeah. And uh, then the opportunity came up at Belmont where they told me about the manager position because they were actually recruiting one of our players. And so I, I got to know the staff real well. And uh, they told me about that position and um, started working as a manager. And I'm like, man, forget high school basketball. College basketball is the best. This is it. And uh, so we went to the NCAA tournament my first year there. And I was like, all right, this is it. College basketball. This is, this is where I need to be. Um, and I was like, you know, sweet. I'll, after I'm done being a manager, I'll be a GA, and then I'll figure it out from there. And uh, You know, it sounds good in your head until you realize, oh, those, those jobs are hard to get. Very hard. And, uh, you know, the search to be a GA was a lot more challenging than I thought. I thought Absolutely. it was just, you know, you just naturally move up, right? Yeah. It's just what everybody does. Yeah. But uh, um, wasn't so simple. Uh, luckily, 
Coach Miller at the time was the head coach at UNC Greensboro. He was, I want to say he was maybe 30 at the time, 30 years old. He was the youngest coach in college basketball, and they were not so good at the time. <laughs> and so there wasn't a line out the door yet to be a GA for him. Now the line is like wraps all the way around the city. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was looking for somebody who could work out his players and run his camps. And literally those were the only two skills I had in, in basketball. I, I didn't know Photoshop. I didn't know anything about recruiting organization. I didn't have video in my toolbox yet. I didn't know analytics. I didn't have, like, I was decent on Excel and Word, but, like, I wasn't a, an expert by any means. And so all I knew how to do was, like, work the players out and run camp. And that was just happened to be what he needed at the time. And so it worked out. Um, packed my bags, moved to Greensboro. Uh, that would be where I spent seven years with Coach Miller as a GA and then every position in between to assistant coach. And uh, where I met my wife, started our family. And sure enough, when the Cincinnati job opened up and they wanted Coach Miller, bags were packed and we were off to Cincinnati. So here, here we are. And it's a fast-forward version of, of, of how it all went down. Yeah, no, good stuff. And I do want to talk about that conversation that you and Coach Miller had yeah. in regards to coming to Cincinnati. But uh, just to kind of rewind the tape a little bit, uh, when you were a manager at Belmont, Evan Bratz. Yes, absolutely. I, I know Ev. Awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize that. We tried to get him to play AU for us. Gotcha. So I talked to him quite a bit. Um, he ended up not playing AU for us, but I got to know him. A great kid. And apparently, he's with the Utah Jazz now as an assistant coach. Yeah, he's uh, he moved up the ranks quite a bit. The impression he made uh, at his NBA workout where I think it was maybe the – Pacers at the time. He worked out for the Pacers. He had just led the nation in field goal percentage his senior year at Belmont and then went to work out for the Pacers, you know, like pre-draft and broke his nose and tore his ACL in the workout. In the workout? In the workout. Not the game. And, like, kept playing and, like, they had to, like, drag him off the court. Yeah. And I think maybe Brad Stevens was – at that workout, and he ended up hiring him as the video coordinator. With the Celtics. With the Celtics, and uh, has worked his way up. So sure. I'm on the bench the past couple of years when they are making their deep playoff runs, and now it's turned into a assistant coach gig, which is just incredible the way he's worked his way up. Absolutely. You never awesome. know. Never, never know, know what opportunities there for you. No doubt. Um, no doubt. But was, also, it, was an unbelievable player. Also, Big Tyler. Number 41, had at Belmont. Absolutely. Played AU for us. Funny about, story about Tyler. Had some good players from Ohio. Yeah. Funny story about Tyler. So when Tyler first started playing AU basketball for us, he was a, gosh, I want to say he might have been like sixth grade. He was a really big wow. kid. And we actually didn't order the correct uniform size for him. So we had <laughs> to give him an extra uniform. And at the time, well, I wore number 41 at UC – I would just have all the extra ones made number 41. I love it. So I said, all we have is number 41. And Tyler's just a go-with-the-flow guy. Wore it, played well, 41. Stuck with it till the very end, Stuck baby. with it. I, I, I love that. 
I love it. So a couple of Belmont connections there. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about uh, this conversation. So you were UNCG's with uh, Wes for seven years, yep. correct? Um, and then gets the Bearcat job. So the conversation that he had with you, um, you didn't even know what position you were going to have with the Bearcats. He just asked you to roll with them, and you said, bags are packed, I'm good to go. Correct? It was literally that simple. <laughs> uh, I think probably more normal people would probably have had a couple questions <laughs> for him. But, you know, I didn't at that moment, salary, job title, that stuff didn't really matter. You know, I'd always dreamed about being at a place like Cincinnati where basketball is the thing. Yeah. And they pack out arenas and it's the best of the best. And uh, so when all he had to say was, are you coming with me? And uh, I had my program dancer ready to go, you know, and that was it. That yeah. was the end of the conversation. We were, we were going to Cincinnati and we'll figure it out when we get there. Now for you to have a response like that to coach Miller tells me several things. One is he's a great person, right? And then another thing tells me that basically what you believe in, what he believes in line up in a lot of ways, not just basketball, but off the court. For you to just say, I trust you, that's beyond basketball. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I say all the time, like, you know, I feel like I've got a boss who is great coach and great person. You know, and like totally. in any profession, if you've got that, you got to stick with that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people in the world complaining about their bosses every day, right? So when, when you got one that, that you really feel like has your back, I think that's pretty special. Yeah. So the job title, chief of staff, what does that mean? So explain <laughs> that to Bearcat fans. Like, what do you do? Because sure. you, you, in a sense, are a Swiss Army knife. You do no so many things and very well. No doubt. There's, there's a lot to it. Um, but essentially, our entire administrative staff, so like, the positions of director of basketball operations, the video coordinator, the graduate assistants, the managers, the administrative assistants, all that, I essentially oversee that whole department. And so, you know, I've kind of got my thumb on everything in terms of like the behind the scenes stuff that goes into making a basketball program work. Right. And, um, you know, where a lot of the punch of our work goes is towards recruiting. So there's, Official visits, unofficial visits, every little detail there, whether it's a photo shoot or the campus tour or, you know, the arrangements to get them to campus and how all, all the different plans that go into that. Um, so recruiting's a, you know, a massive part of our job as an administrative staff, right? And then there's the organization of recruiting, our, our databases and entering information about each kid. And, and then there's, okay, getting those kids information about us. Yeah. We got to have graphics and videos and, and info to, to hit those kids. And so, you know, you think about recruiting as this big thing. So much of, you know, my job is consumed by recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. I got to be thinking about recruiting all the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and our assistant coaches and, and coach Miller are the ones that are the hands and feet on the ground evaluating and, you know, and, and, and then there's the phone call aspect too. And, Texting and recruiting just never stops. Never stops. It just never stops. You, you can't turn it off. The second you turn seven. it off, you're behind. Right. 
And uh, so, so recruiting's got to always be on, on the forefront. Of- which, which makes it hard. I'm, as you say this, I'm thinking, like, when can you really go on a vacation? Just <laughs> kind of like, you know, unplug the phone. You, you can't yeah. totally. Yeah, the phone doesn't really get unplugged. <laughs> um, but when you're in it, like, recruiting is like the, the lifeline of this thing. Yep. And everything we do as a program is really recruiting, Yeah, you know? And, and so it, it just, it, it, it never stops. It's a 24 seven thing. And to get really good at it, you really got to work at it. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, uh, that's the recruiting side. And then there's so many things when you get into player care, whether it's, you know, academics or their housing or their meals or their training schedules, their, um, you know, their calendars that we make for them each week, whether it's off season, season, post season. Um, and, and so a coach really focuses a lot of his time thinking about player care, right? Like that's kind of been his thing. One of the, one of the things that makes him different is he's really, he's really in tune with mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, instead of like, X's and O's in recruiting, which is kind of in roster management. You kind of think of that as like where the head coach's headspace should be. He's really into the lives of our players. I, so, I love that. Yeah, he's he's and, and obviously you know we'll talk about the former guys too, but that's obviously something he's very passionate about keeping those guys connected. I would um, personally rather have a coach like that leading the program that I once played for that has that mindset. No doubt, no doubt. And then you know so. There's your current guys, all the care that goes into that. Then you've got your former players, right? And Coach Miller's very passionate about this, and it's it's something that we were able to really kind of create at our last spot, Greensboro. And it's from the cut the cloth that Coach Miller's cut from where he played, like this was super important. And, you know, so it's gonna be super important here. And there's sixty years worth of history and at Cincinnati. And so there's so many great people, great players that have been a part of this program that we want to highlight and, and they should feel that it's real and that it's it's really a family thing we're trying to create here um, and that guys can guys can come by the gym unannounced yeah. and, and then we're going to take care of them. So. What, what's, what's been very impressive to me is the fact that you guys still post and talk about the UNCG guys. Like yeah, you still no, have love for them, which – I think it's awesome, even though you're now at Cincinnati. But that tells me there's a connection and there's a love to those that play for you guys. Yeah, d- definitely, definitely. Prime example, we have uh, Isaiah Miller in town this week, and you know he stayed stayed a couple nights at Coach Miller's house, and then Coach went off recruiting, so now he's staying at our house, <laughs> and, uh, and and he's he's here all week with us. But yeah, it's funny, man. Like we got the job here, and all those guys were just so excited for us, you know. Um, they knew they had a head coach that was destined for something sure. like this. They sure. knew it when they were playing. They're like, yeah. they say it all the time. Like, I can't believe he's still a head coach here. Like, yeah. how are these other schools not picking him off by now? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's told a lot of them no. You yeah. got to realize that. Like, he was really into coaching you guys. But, you know, they all hit me up. Hey, I need the Cincinnati shirt now. I need the Cincinnati yeah. hoodie. That's awesome. And it's, 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 it's really cool. It's really neat. Um, let, let's. I do want to talk a little bit more about former players. And I think you guys have done a tremendous job engaging with the former players, you yourself, um, Coach Miller. I'll never forget this. When Coach Miller 
got the job. He called me. I was at an AU practice, and a number came up, and it was a different area code. And I'm like, right. who is this? And I'm like, I almost didn't answer, but I said, let me answer. And I answered it, and it was Coach Miller. Uh, we have a mutual friend. The mutual friend gave him my number. Gotcha. And you know, we had a short, very good conversation. And I'm like, I said to one of my coaches that was there, I said, Coach Miller just called me. And I was like, think about the long list of people he has to call. Right. And he's on that call, and he just got the job, and all the stuff he has to do. And calling former players, you know, a lot of people's eyes probably yeah, we'll would be the that last. The fall, right? Exactly. Yeah. But it was something that was the top of his list right after. I want to say it was like the next day or the day after. Um, I, I, I was shocked, and I was – I called a couple guys after that. I said, it's Coach Miller called you. I think I talked to Corey Blunt, and he said yes. And, and I was like, that is impressive. And they were like, it really is. Um, and I love that. So, Chris, I want to know, what type of conversations did you guys have in regards to, okay, we're coming to Cincinnati. We don't know a lot of these former players. I mean, you know the Kenyon Martins, you know some of those right, names just, right. just because they're more popular. But these other guys, we have to get – like what's that conversation like and how, how have you guys attacked that plan? Yeah, I think early on it was, all right, there's our current players that are, you know, sticking with us that coach had met with that week. So, like, we knew, we knew who was staying at Cincinnati, right? And then – the mission was, all right, we better get a team together pretty quick here because, you know, summer workout's supposed to start in about yeah. 30 days and we've got, you know, whatever, three or four players, whatever we had. And uh, so a lot of attention went into, all right, here's what we got. Here's what we need. Let's let's work. Let's recruit. Um, but right there with that was, holy smokes, there's 60 years worth of tradition and history here. There's so many guys that we need to loop in and let them know that this is home. Yeah. And, and so every day we work at it. Yeah. And uh, it's impressive. And whether it's, you know, it's not always going to be someone traveling across the country to come to a home game, right? It might be something as simple as a phone call or a check-in. Um, you know, the guys that are local, like Logue and, and yourself and, and Lenny and Corey, the guys that we see, you know, quite a bit, Terry, um, you know, they're able to be around us a lot more. So yeah. they, they know us the best, right? Sure. But when they get around their teammates, you know, they're like, hey, when you get a call from coach, like, coach is a good dude. I'm around yeah. him all the time. Yeah. And, you know, and then it, it really word of mouth, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it's something that is is at the top of our list every day when we're, when, when we're having conversations as a staff. And, you know, like we're in the middle of uh, – planning a reunion for those 92 and 93 teams that mm. um, went to the Final Fours yep. and Elite Eights. And so we're really excited to release the details on that. That's coming soon. I'd love to hear um, that. But uh, And obviously this is a this is a banner year for Coach Huggins. He's getting the, the induction to the Hall of Fame. And so he's yeah. going to be um, getting, getting honored all over the place this year. Great. Uh, but we're, we're, we're excited. We have, we have a lot of plans for the future of – you know, to honor these former guys and uh, and stay connected to them, make sure they feel like this is home, which they should. Yeah, every single one of them should feel like Cincinnati's home. And and how that plays out. So if you look at the current guys and you look at guys you're recruiting, they see what you're doing for former players, 
and they go, that's going to be me one day. Right. And I'm going to get that love. I've, I'm going to feel like I'm part of something. No doubt. And I always tell uh, Coach Stu over here, you know, in life, on your journey in life, you create pockets of families as you go along. You know, you've got your, I've got a pocket of, of, of family with my high school, with Roger Bacon that I'm close to. And then, of course, the University of Cincinnati. You're building all these pockets of family. And when I think guys that, that played and that are playing see that, they're like, and even, even, um, and I don't want to jump into recruiting too much, but even guys you're recruiting or talking to, they're on the internet. Yeah, absolutely. They see that stuff. Absolutely. They see the TBT stuff. They want to be a part of that eventually. No question. I, I think it's a that's a beautiful thing. You guys, I want to tell you that you guys have done a great job as a former player. I want to pass that along to you. We appreciate it. And it's really a simple it's, – it's super simple for us. Like, Cincinnati basketball is not Cincinnati basketball without those guys who yeah. put the jersey on. So, I mean – Yeah. Not rocket science, right? <laughs> I, I, we're we're in debt to those guys forever. They can come by, and, and this is their this is their program. We're yeah. just trying to get it back to yeah what Cincinnati basketball has become over the years because of those guys. And you guys are you guys are doing it. So I want I do want to talk about your social media presence, um, not only yours but also the basketball team's sure. social media presence. Um, I just had a social media meeting earlier today, and the importance of it. Um, for for my business, but for you guys, how important is that? And you and you are really you are really going after it. Yeah, it's it's super important. I mean, we want to have the best social media in the country. We've got so much to sell. Absolutely, we have so much to sell. You've got the history of the program. You've got all these guys that have played in the NBA, all these championships. This year was Oscar was you know NBA top seventy five. You got. Coach Huggins and those guys going into the going into the Hall of Fame. You walk into our gym, there's that list of all the guys who have played in the NBA. And, you know, it goes on and on and on. You got the great campus, you got the great city, you got the yeah. football team, you got the facilities, we got an incredible arena. And, you know, and then there's all this new stuff that is a major sell with NIL and and so it's like it's endless the stuff that we have to sell. And so how do you sell it? Yeah. Well, unless they're here on campus in Cincinnati, that's how they're going to find out. Everybody's on their phone all day on Instagram and Twitter, so we got to. That's the truth. We we got to sell it, and you know, and then you have all the accomplishments of our current players and recent alumni that are playing professionally, and guys within our program now that are having having their own success in their careers here. Um, you know, the practice gym, and then there's the monster factory. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just spewing stuff. I'm not going off a cue card here, but we just named 10 to 15 different angles to sell Cincinnati basketball in 30 seconds. And that's just a brainstorming session. If we really wrote it up on the board, we'd be like, wow, we got 100 different things we can sell here. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's the way to do it. Yeah. And then we've, we've embraced that and, and taken it on and have been really serious and strategic about that. Yeah, and I like that you guys are doing that. Um, some schools don't do it. Some schools try to do it, but I don't think they do it to the level in which you guys are doing it. Um, case in point, I'm at the EYBL in Louisville, uh, first week of the live period, and a friend of mine is coaching the EYBL team, and there just happens to be a kid that's one of the recruits for the Bearcats. He's also being recruited by another school. And my friend that coaches the team, he goes, hey, you know, UC's recruiting this kid. That's his mother. Just say hi to him. So I walk over and I said, excuse me, ma'am. I, I played 
fastball for the Bearcats, and I just wanted to say hello. And she's like, oh, wow. She's like, that's awesome. She's like, how do you like Cincinnati? And I said, I love it. I grew up there, so I'm a little biased. And she's like, she eventually goes, I just want to tell you. She's like, on social media, it is amazing. She goes, the, the stuff they post, Bearcat fans. She's like, we've not seen anything like that of the schools that are recruiting him. Yeah. I mean, these are words. I ended up telling Coach Miller this. Those were the words from her mouth. No doubt. And I'll say there's so much credit to our fans on the recruiting side. Yeah. <laughs> what they do with the GIFs is amazing. And I'm a huge fan of GIFs. And yeah, so, yeah. like, you know, a kid posts that he's being recruited by us, and then you start scrolling down, and he's got a like, hundred Kenyon Martin and Jeremiah oh. Davenport GIFs all over there. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. But that's that's who our fans are. Like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, they're not fair weather fans. No, like they're no. in it, yeah, and they've been in it. That, that's and uh, and it, it's 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 really neat. And you hear about it all the time in recruiting. Like, yeah, man, you know, I I can't wait to post my pictures from the photo shoot because yeah. then all your fans are gonna go crazy. And I'm like, that, that's real. Yeah, that is real. This this city's impressive in terms of you know you look at the Reds. The Reds have been down for a while, and the Bengals were up and down, and obviously Super Bowl, and just the fans have always kind of. You know, stuck by them, um, and in in back, gosh, like the '92 Final Four team to the times I played, the Reds and the Bengals weren't very good. There was right. one ticket in town, Chris. Yeah, it's Bearcat yep. basketball, and I think the fan base just grew exponentially Absolutely. because of the other teams weren't doing as well. They wanted that excitement, and I still feel like today. We're still feeling the effects of like those those fans became lifelong no fans. I mean, and in football, football has helped you guys out a tremendous amount as well. No question, no question. Coach Fickle's first class, yeah, he is. And uh, lo love his staff and what they're doing, and they just we we, we look at them anytime we're in a, in a in a meeting talking about success. We're like, shoot, fellas, they're one floor above <laughs> us right now. They just went to the final four. We got to figure out what they're doing, right? No uh, but there's been great collaboration there. But to your point about the fan base, everybody I talk to that asked me about Cincinnati, one thing that sticks out to me is it's the first place I've lived where you meet so many people that are actually from here. Like they went to school at UC and they have a parent who went to school at UC and they have a parent who went to yeah. UC. And there's, you know, then you realize like, well, no wonder fills up 10,000 every night. Like there's generations of fans sure. here who have been in this community and have, you know, been fans since Oscar Robertson or since yep. Kenyon Martin or since, you know, and so it goes on and on. And uh, that's, that's something that's really stuck out to me. And that's how you develop pride. And it, you know, out, even outside of sports, I mean, they're fanatics about the Bengals, the Reds, Bearcats, all that, but um, anything that's Cincinnati homegrown, the people in this town are, are fanatical about it, and I love that. Yeah, that 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 got me right away. Totally agree. Like, There's so much pride in this town, and it's contagious. Yeah, and you, and you guys have also done a great job, I think, of community outreach and being in the community early on. Um, and your guys' time here, um, and that's that's cool to me because you know giving backs um, always been part of. Um, my life and what I would like to do is continue to give back in a, in a big way. And you guys have not only done that, I think as a staff, 
but instilling that in your players that I think your players now understand how important that is and will do that wherever they go. If they go play professionally, they'll continue to find ways to give back. No doubt. No doubt. And, you know, we have guys who are not from Cincinnati, but you see even with the TBT group that, you know, just came back this past week, like they consider Cincinnati home. No question. And we have current players who are not from Cincinnati. They consider Cincinnati home. It's it's it gets you, man. It's it's an awesome town. What are, what are your thoughts on the TBT? Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. It was great to have those guys back. It was absolutely fantastic to have those guys back. They got around our team a little bit. Um, they were in. You know, we opened up the practice gym for them, the mm-hmm. arena for them. We got them in the in the monster factory with Coach Rayfell. We had them in the training room in the cold tubs and the ice tubs with with Bob Mangine. Um, You know, we wanted those. We wanted to make the most of their time here. We, we wanted them to feel like, oh, wow, they're taking care of us. Yeah. You know, because when, you know, Sean Kilpatrick or Lance Stevenson asks them, hey, how to go, we, we don't want them to say, man, those guys, they didn't do nothing. Or, they they didn't show us any love. We want them to say, hey, like, it was big time. They took yeah. care of us. Yeah. Like, whatever we needed, they, they were there for us. The, the staff hooked us up. Um, and I still think there's another level to get with it in terms of support Mm -hmm. like I think we can do more to back these guys and and make the most of their time here and kind of make it like a an alumni week thing centered around it and and make it really special and coach Miller has some big plans for that um but this was a great start I think and you know we won't talk about the game those guys (laughs) those guys are mad I saw them I saw them uh, yesterday and they're not happy yeah. But that just goes to show you they're winners, man. Like even even losing in TBT first round, like that that stung. Like they're like we we don't lose in the first round, right? But, but the but um, you know the foundation has been laid absolutely, no doubt. And uh, Kevin Johnson did a fantastic job. Yes, he did. And uh, you know having bringing Corey back to coach the team was awesome. Perfect fit. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And then you know that that group of guys, every single one of them is playing professionally at, at the at the high high levels. And uh, there's no signs of slowing down with those guys at all. So um, it was great. It was great. And you you were there for, for a lot of it. You were there for the fundraising events, Holy yeah, Grail. Yeah, I, I told them, I said, listen, I'm not going to coach the team. I'm not going to – I don't I don't need to do the GM thing. We have our own camps and practices and all that going on. I was like, I'll just be the team host. Yeah. Just call me the team host. You need me to set up a dinner, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I'll get, they, they can call me, text me, come over to campus, whatever they need, a couple – uh, basketballs and set up the shooting machine for them. Just, just a- a- any needs and requests, bring bring it on. And uh, so I want wanted to make sure we had a presence as a staff to take care of those guys. And uh, and you know I felt like personally I I got to you know spend a lot of time with them and then develop those relationships. And our staff and players really felt the same way. And again, the current players see that and they're like, that's going to be me me one day. Yeah, I'm going to get that love. I'm going to be playing in the TBT and. No doubt. Yeah. Now, is the rumor true? I don't know if you can confirm this. Is the rumor true that the TBT team, the Nasty Natty, played the current guys and the current guys smoked <laughs> Nasty Natty? Is this true or false? I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's different versions of the story out there. I wasn't in the gym, so I can't confirm or, or deny. Uh, but you know, I think, okay. uh, maybe, maybe if you bring one of those, one of those former players on the podcast, they could tell their version of the story. Okay. Uh, but, but no, it, it was, it was really, really cool to have those guys around. It was great. Um, talk about the basketball camp, um, you know, growing up and, uh, being a Cincinnati kid, 
camps were so magical, you know, and Bob Huggins basketball camp was so important to this city. And obviously, you know, our sport changes a lot. You know, camps have changed. You've got EYBL and um, all these different AU stuff going on. So it kind of changes up the dynamic of, of yep. basketball camps. Sure. But uh, I know the conversations that you and I have had, you know, you're putting a huge emphasis on building the Bearcat basketball camp. I want you to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. That's something we wanted to get off the ground right away. Um, you know, if we hadn't gotten the job so late, um, last year, we probably would have done one last summer. Uh, but there was also COVID restrictions yeah. and stuff at that point. So we we packed it in for year one and then wanted to really get it off the ground year two. And it was very, very well received um, around town. You know, we, 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 we tried to get the word out. Um, and it's funny, you know, after the camp happened and people kind of got to see the product, you know, we got a lot of, man, I didn't even realize that camp was that week. Mm -hmm. And we would have signed up. We would have signed sure. up. And, you know, now I think the product itself was kind of the, the way of getting the word out for the camp. But we view it as our biggest community outreach event of the year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're going to have 150, 200 kids in our gym in Fifth Third Arena. They're going to be working with our current players, current staff, and former players. And it's an opportunity for us to, in a lot of ways, cultivate the fan base right like they're they're already fans they're in the city but to make sure it's a lifelong thing and that they'll go to school it's when they go to school at cincinnati they're in the student section right sure. like and they can talk yeah. to their friends i went to the camp when i was eight um yep. but but yeah in, in our camp it's it's a blast we have a lot of fun um the players and the former players are really what make it great <clears throat> and you know i couldn't believe the last day i built in 20 minutes at the end for autographs and i'll tell you what i made a huge note in sharpie gonna need 45 <laughs> minutes next year that was not enough yeah. time yeah I mean, we had to i had to do like a, okay five minute warning we're starting practice in 30 minutes yeah and i had to like kick kids and their parents out of the gym because they they hung That's around tough. to get everybody's autograph yeah. and like the line for jeremiah and david was just like it was it was it was wild. I believe it was, it. it was really really cool. Who were some of the former players uh, that came back and worked? Yeah, so Coriante DeBerry came and worked. Um, huge human being. Huge human being. His hands. And, and let me tell you, him and him and Mamadou both, uh, Mamadou Dr. Both came back and worked the camp. And now most guys that that work the camp will either work the morning or the afternoon, like the current players and the current staff. Um, but those guys wanted to work the whole day. Wow. It's a long day. Yeah. Like we're talking camps from nine to four, which means you're really working like eight to five. Yeah. That's yeah. a long day. It is. And they were phenomenal. That's great. They were phenomenal. They did an unbelievable job. Um, can't speak enough about the job they did. So we hope they'll come back and work it every year. Yeah. Um, and then we had coach helicopter. Mel Levitt, um, Mel baby. Levitt came back and worked the camp. One of the most hilarious moments of camp, um, his team, he coached a team in the afternoon. Okay. His team went on a 10-0 run, and he jumps on the rim while the game's going on and does 10 chin-ups <laughs> and said, that's one chin-up for every point we're on this run. We're not losing. This, uh, and this, it was hilarious. That. I mean, it was an all-time camp moment. That's Mel. Never forget it. If, if, you, then, uh, if you have Mel back next year, 
you'll you'll get he'll top that. Oh, no you will always get a great moment from Mel. No doubt, no doubt. So that was that was a, a camp favorite, and then uh, John Meeker had his two sons in the I camp. Love to see that. So he uh, he hung out and helped uh, helped a little bit where he was needed. I love that. Um, but we're we're hoping we can we can get more guys to, to come back and work it next summer. Yeah. What are the ages? I think they will. What are the ages? Uh, We'll take them as young as rising kindergarten okay. all the way through rising high schoolers. Okay. So um, we had a couple couple this year that were like high school sophomores and juniors. So. Okay. And then once once we get everybody in, we'll break them up by age and skill and different different leagues. Um, we had the we had the uh, the FIBA group. Okay. We had a couple NBA mm-hmm. groups, NBA Eastern Conference, NBA Western Conference, and then we had a. Uh, college conference as well so it was it was fun fun. and next year how many camps you're going to do one two we're definitely going to do one full week for sure okay and then we're talking about possibly adding a second okay we'll see that'll be good good to see the growth and and do two no doubt um but before i jump i want i do want to talk about past present and future with the basketball program um, Garth Brooks, the Garth Brooks experience. Yeah. I know that that went viral and everyone was talking about it. Yeah, Were you it part of blast. helping coordinate that to you know give him a place to? I basically got up into the conversation when coach was like, "Hey, you know, Garth Brooks is coming by. He wants to get some shots up." And I was like, "Coach, I have some stuff I need to do during that time, <laughs> but I'm gonna cancel it because I have to do this." This yeah. is number one on the priority list. Yeah. I have to rebound for Garth Brooks. Like, you get that right? Like, I have yeah. to do this. Right, like, right. That other stuff can wait. <laughs> put, we'll put somebody else on those other assignments. Um, and so he was laughing, and he was like, yeah, of course, of course. So um, that's kind of how that came to be. And then, uh, you know, of course, it turned into – I thought I was just rebounding for the guy, and then it turned into us doing a full-court three-point shooting game for like an hour and a half Yeah, with uh, with his crew, uh, his security crew, which was awesome. Um, and then we got done, and he was like, all right, same time tomorrow. And so we ran it back the next day. Wow. It was, it was an absolute blast, absolute blast. What was so funny about that was um, I forget who – I was talking to somebody that was on campus and they saw him and they text me. It was before anything was on like social media. And they were like, Garth Brooks was playing basketball. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I was like, are you sure? And they were like, yeah, 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 positive. So I tweeted out like, I heard Garth Brooks was on campus, you know, you know, playing basketball. And then Slim Dermar hits me up. He goes, wait. That was Garth Brooks. He was in the gym and didn't even know it was. (laughs) Yeah, he participated in the whole deal, and I don't think he had any idea. But now now he's in. Now he's all in. Slim's officially on the Garth Brooks bandwagon. Ah, that's my guy. Love Slim. Gotta love it. Uh, Let's talk um, past, present, and future. And obviously it's a very small pass for the the staff, and that is, you know, last season, um, 18 and 15, correct? Mm -hmm. Um, And there were a lot of ups and downs, uh, 7-11 in the conference, 8th in the AAC, uh, starting off the season 5-1. I do think the expectations got a little high after Illinois win and then a close (laughs) one with Arkansas. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I think (laughs) so. I think so. We came out of the gates firing early, no doubt. Which was great. Uh, Got the fan base fired up, but I'm like, okay, it's a long season. Let's, you know, they're going to be – Ups and downs, um, but but I think 
And, and I do want to talk about some of the positives you take away, but I think I know probably for you guys, what was probably the toughest thing last season was losing eight of the last 10 games. And you, no doubt. And you don't want to end a season you know, like that. I mean, it was like the booking of it was you start off five and one, and everybody's excited, then you... Right. Um, so just talk a little bit about, you know, last season, the, the positives yeah. and the, the struggles. Sure. sure, yeah. I mean, we, we, we think of it as a success. You know, for us, this was let's lay the foundation, right? And we thought culturally we were able to do that, and we saw some of those results early. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was a time where they're talking about us as a bubble team and a yep. tournament team and yep. 16 and 7 at one point. And, uh, and then, you know, 10 games in 23 days in February was tough. Mm -hmm. And I uh, lost a couple close ones that, uh, you know, the film has been destroyed. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, yeah, you know, you got to learn how to win. And sometimes that takes uh, a couple close L's to yep. really – lock in and and the focus stuff was really something that we emphasized down the stretch you know and uh we've seen so much growth you know as as you know we kind of transition to the present the guys that stuck with us we see so much growth from them in terms of how they approach it every day hmm. their mental focus and they've tasted losing now mm -hmm. and it's not a good taste sure. and they they want more and think we have guys in our locker room that are winners and that's 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 been huge and, and a great segue into talking about the guys that have come back yeah um let's talk a little bit about those uh returning players um how they have improved uh anybody stick out to you right now that you want to talk about that you want to tell the Bearcat fans like you know this guy has really improved uh be on the lookout for for what he could do next season yeah man it's it's hard to even single one guy out because I think about that group and, you know, they've been through a lot together now. Yeah. They've been through, you know, COVID seasons and coaching changes and being a part of a new team and kind of all coming together from different backgrounds and different schools and different areas. And they've tasted winning and being 5-0 and and borderline top 25. And then they've tasted what mm. it feels like to lose. Yeah. Your, and your son feels the same way. <laughs> he's, 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 he's fired up. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's you. That's good, buddy. <laughs> uh, he figured out how to get, get his face on the on the game. I see that. But I just – I think about the group and, you know, you're starting to see, like, the tone and the leadership in the locker room is just different. Mm -hmm. It just feels different. You know, everybody who comes to practice, like, this looks a little different, you know, and – you, there's just been so much growth and development on the level of focus, the approach, and that's really what we were getting at last year. Is and we we wanted it to click in February, mm -hmm. you know, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, and 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 those guys who have stuck with us are like, that's what it's going to take. Yeah, everybody in their end of year meetings talked about that. Yeah, it's going to take more on defense, and it's going to take more in the focus category, and and we're we're seeing that this summer. Talk about uh, the Julius's mindset right now. I mean, he's a he's a veteran. He's been around for a while. He's seen a lot, been through a lot. No doubt, no doubt. David is mature and wise beyond his years. Yes, man, he he's he's a natural leader. Um, it's instinctive with him, and you know, like you think about a college student, and you think 
they play video games, they hang out, they, you know, do silly stuff. David he's, is different. He's reading a book. David is <laughs> going to the coffee shop <laughs> and reading his book. Yep. And he comes in and like has does meal prep and is really conscious of what he puts in his body and obsesses about his fitness and his cardio levels and is maniacal about his work ethic and gets up an unlimited amount of shots and in practice he brings it every day and so there's not not many complaints for with with David DeJulius and I think the results follow right individually he's had a lot of success already and he wants us to have team success and us to have sustained program success and you know he he could have left and made some money this year playing professionally absolutely but Cincinnati basketball means means everything to him. Yeah, and, uh, and he's he's a Bearcat. It's great to have a guy like that in place because um, this not only the success he's already had, but the success he's going to have this coming season. Yeah. These younger guys will see that, and they'll try to copy that. No doubt, they'll start to meal prep. They'll start to read books. No question. They'll go. That's the blueprint right there. Yeah. Follow it. Yeah, and and it's great too because his relationship with coach is so unique. Like, Coach Miller coaches him as hard as anybody mm. in practice every day. Mm. And so, to your point, the younger guys look at that and go, oh, like, Coach is going at the best player. Yeah. But look at how he handles it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He doesn't mouth off or put his head down or put his tail between his legs or talk back. Yeah. He just says, yes, sir. Yep. And and he's also really fun to play with. If you're open, the ball's coming. For sure. And, you know, you're going to have a wide-open layup or, or – three-point shot in the corner and without giving away too much um you guys have plans to play him differently this year um compared to last year some of the same things yeah I think overall you'll see a shift in you know kind of our offensive philosophy now that we've got players in place and um you know it was offense was really a a jigsaw puzzle Uh, I, I felt I don't mean to cut you off like I gotta say this Correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt like last year we didn't really see the style of play that Wes Miller wanted to have in place. And, and you know, a lot of that's the players. He didn't have, yeah. you know, his guys in yet. Sure, sure, um, sure. You know, from a pace standpoint, you know, starting the ball on the post, working off of that, you know, pressing a little bit more. No doubt, no doubt. Okay. I, I think uh, it's what makes a good coach, though. You know, he's, he's not like – my way or the highway. He looked at our roster yes. and goes, we're going to have to play a little differently. Yep. You know, and, yep. and we saw that over the years at Greensboro too. We had, there was a time where our best player was the center. There was a time where our best player was the shooting guard. And then, you know, most recently with Isaiah Miller, our best player was the point guard. And we mm-hmm. played totally different each of those eras. And, uh, you know, the, the good coaches just figured out, yep. and, you know, he was, he was able to evaluate, Hey, we're going to, we're going to have to do things a little different. Um, to, to win ball games and um, and so yeah I, I think there'll be there'll definitely be some changes and it'll be it'll be quite obvious um, especially you know really really both sides of the ball yeah but the you know the the best thing about this match with West Miller and Cincinnati is that all the things Bearcat fans love that's that's West Miller I mean it's yeah. we're gonna play we're going to pressure the ball. We're going to press. We're going to dive on loose balls. We're going to play nasty defense. Like, that's the toughness stuff, the toughness plays, like the charges and the 
loose balls, the deflections, that's the stuff we celebrate naturally. Yeah. And so, you know, he doesn't he doesn't have to fake it to make it here. That's who that's who he is. That's so funny you say that because I was the NBA Summer League last year in Vegas. They had if you remember they moved the Summer League back right because the whole COVID thing changed up the NBA yeah, yeah, schedule yeah. and I run into a friend of mine who's now coaching at Florida State and he knows Wes. And um, I'm walking through the hallway and I bump into him. They were there watching some of their Florida State guys. Yeah. And he's telling me, he's like, Wes is Cincinnati, old school Cincinnati hoops. And I was like, really? He was like, no, I'm telling you, he is old school Bearcat hoops. You guys are going to love him. And I was like, man, I was like, good to hear. Now, um, a couple players that I think Bearcat fans are interested in hearing about in terms of development. Um, One of them, Jeremiah Davenport. Um, I've known Jeremiah for a long time, since he was six-year-old watching his brothers play. I've, I've known him forever. Um, last year, not his best season. And I know, you know, he expected to, to play a little bit better. Um, and I know how Jeremiah is. And I know that probably aided him. And he wanted to get back um, in the kitchen sure. and, and, and get back out there. Um, what have you seen in terms of his development? Yeah, he's, he's worked. You know, I think that's, that's number one. A lot of guys, you know, whether – whether or not they felt they had a great year or not, could go, shoot, man, on paper. Man, Jeremiah Davenport made almost 85 threes at yeah. 37%. Like, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'll just kind of <laughs> right. roll it out there again. But, yep. um, you know, he's made a decision that he wants to be a professional mm-hmm. and that was going to require him to really focus on his body and being an everyday guy and being a leader. And so we're, we're seeing a lot of growth there from him. And uh, – but yeah, J- JD plays with. He's from Cincinnati, yeah. and you can tell yeah. when he plays, right? Yeah. It, it it it's different. Yeah, it's different. He's from here. He's got the Bearcat eyes tattooed on his chest. Yeah. Like, it mean it means a little a little more. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I always root for Jeremiah. Yeah, he plays he plays with fire. He plays with passion. Yeah, um, Vic. Vic is one of those guys that I've always been intrigued with yeah. Vic because there's so much potential there. But I think even going into last season, Chris, a lot of people didn't know what Vic had to offer because right. they just hadn't seen him before. Sure. Didn't know. And um, he just showed flashes of brilliance of what he could do. I think it was the – wasn't it the Xavier game? Like he started off the first couple possessions and, you know, yeah. something like that, right? He scored the first couple and – um, just flashes of brilliance, and you can see the potential of him. Um, excited to see what he brings to the table this year as well. Yeah, no doubt. And with Vic, it's interesting, you know, to your point, like his best games were our biggest games, yeah. right? Like Illinois and Xavier and, and a couple others down the stretch where he's uh, he's not scared. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. He's played at a high level of basketball his whole life. Yeah. Um, Bearcat fans just haven't been able to see a healthy Victor Locken. Yeah, right? that's so, a great – Yep. Yeah, and so that's – that's always priority number one is it making making sure he, we get him to game day right. Yep. If, if he's healthy, I think those flashes you're going to start seeing a more consistent model. And you know he's he's a guy that comes in and works every day. He's he's like a professional. You know, he comes in, goes over to Bob Mangine, takes care of his stuff in the training room. Then he comes out and gets his shots up, and uh, and then you know in, in practice every day he's he's really giving it to us. Good. So I think uh, I think we're seeing Victor trending in the right direction for sure. Good. For sure. Good. Um, one guy I do want to talk about real quick. I've been I talked to him quite a bit. Um, 
I think he's a fantastic person. Um, I just I just really want to see him be successful. I think he's got the body, the skill. It's just um, I always talk to him about having that confidence, and we saw that every now and then last season, and that's Jared Hensley. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that the the – Two games he had, you know, a couple monster dunks. Yeah, and you yeah. like you you saw that, and it's like, yep. now if we can extend that out, absolutely. Yeah. So obviously, I coached Jarrett his freshman year at Greensboro, yeah. and then uh, last year at Cincinnati, and he was actually the highest ranked prospect we had ever signed at Greensboro, and uh, he was like a top one hundred and fifty player, um, and. Didn't get a ton of run his freshman year. Mm-hmm. We just had a really good team. We brought back eleven scholarship players that year, mm-hmm. and you know we're picked to win the league. And so um, he battled and battled and battled, and by the end, kind of carved out a little niche in the rotation. And you saw him do that again at Cincinnati, right? Like mm-hmm. if you were bottom of the rotation at Greensboro, it's not like he was coming to Cincinnati expecting to start, but he expected to find his way in the rotation, yeah. and he mm-hmm. was able to do that. And uh, Huge emphasis for him has been, okay, he knows he does all the little things well, to your point, but what do I bring to the table every night? And he has been maniacal about working on his jump shot because mm. he wants to be a consistent three-point shooter mm-hmm. and he thinks there's more opportunity for him to play if, if he can shoot it better, mm-hmm. which is indeed a <laughs> fact. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so I think, I think Bearcat fans will be pleased with the work he's put in on his jump shot, and, I mean, it's every day. Good. It's every day. He's one of those guys you got to, like, turn the lights off on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you see the flashes, the athleticism's there, the passion's there, hard-working kid. Um, you know, we, we love Jarrett. Yeah, great kid. I, I love having conversations with him and where his mindset is. Just a, he, He's totally bought in Absolutely. to I'm, what you guys are doing. I'm still a little mad at Jarrett. We had a, a group of the guys over my house not too long ago, and I've got a dartboard in my basement. And I actually, I actually lost to Jarrett. I'm uh, pretty, still really? pretty mad. Yeah, so, like, even just hearing his name right now, I'm like, <laughs> I need to run it back in darts in my so, basement with Jarrett. So you play darts, and oh, you yeah. have a dartboard in your house, and, and you like, got beat by a guy who doesn't have a dartboard. And board. I'm good. Like, I'm good at darts. Wow. And he came in there. It was just, like, doing these lefty, like, floaters. Like, it's not <laughs> even the right form. And I I lost. I choked. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it clearly it still bothers me. <laughs> so... Uh, you can't beat your wife in basketball or golf. Jarrett comes in your house, beats you in. Chris, you got to get it together. I got to get it together, man. <laughs> Taking a lot of L's. But as long as, long as we're winning in fifth third arena, I'll be Hey, right. I love to hear that. Um, let's talk about some of these new guys real quick. Um, had a chance to go watch a workout um, early during the offseason. Uh, one guy I really, really liked, and he reminded me of a throwback Bearcat. Reminded me of Eric Hicks, and that is, hopefully I'm saying it right, Kalu. Yeah. Kalu, right? Um, I loved, you know, Kalu, he didn't make every shot. He didn't do everything the right way, but the effort, oh, it was like, that's. I'm like, that's Eric Hicks right there. Yeah, we feel that way about this new batch of guys. But, uh, yeah, Kalu just, you see it right away, right? That's just a hard-playing dude right yeah. there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's... He's not seven one, but he's had to guard seven one guys his whole life. So he's figured yep. out how to get a rebound. Yep. Um, much to your point, like like Eric, I hope he can get fifteen a game like Eric. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, Landers, obviously, he's one of the uh, most talked about guys um, because he's going to come in the most experienced. Yep. Can score the basketball. No um, question about that. 
he shoots the cover off the ball. This is what he I, just has a knack for scoring it. So I, I, I have a feeling he's going to hit some big shots in Fifth Third Arena. What What was it? So in terms of getting him uh, to come to the University of Cincinnati, what What was so appealing to him to come to the University of Cincinnati? Really, the coaching staff. Like he felt like Coach Miller gave him the best chance to be a professional and get where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. And he wants to go somewhere where there's going to be, he wanted to go somewhere where there's going to be structure and a plan for him. And obviously, you know, opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he felt like we, we had all of that for him um, and, and more. And so it was, it was a great fit. And, uh, you know, he's fit right in. He's got a big time personality. He'd be a great guy to get on this podcast at some point. Okay. Um, I like but, that. Uh, He's got a he's got a great story, and he is just one of those guys that puts the basketball through the net. We need that absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. He can score the rock. Yeah, um, and one of the guys that a lot of people have been impressed with thus far. Um, I know I came to the workout and I watched him a little bit. Um, is Josh Reed? Yeah, um, yeah. Josh is on Josh. one of those guys that's kind of like a silent assassin. Yeah, um, even as a as a prospect. You know, you'd watch him and be like, mm, okay, yeah, he's good. And then you go look at the box score. It's like, holy, he had 27 and 12. And uh, and then, you know, you feel the same way the next time. And yeah. it's like, because, you know, it's kind of like when you when you watch Tim Duncan, yeah. you know, he'd have like 28 and 15. Like, but, wait, wait. And he just had like a regular night. You know, yeah. he just acted like it was just a regular night. He didn't, yeah. he didn't uh, you know, do any TikTok dances after he made a three. He just <laughs> right. got right to it. But uh, jo- Josh is like that in some regard. He's just super productive, but mm. it's quiet. Yeah. He's not. He's not super loud about it. And he is as as solid of a kid as you can have in your program. Good. Yeah. Uh, now Daniel Skillings was not there when I attended. I don't think he was gotcha. on campus yet. Um, so I haven't seen him yeah. uh, yet. Thoughts on him thus far? He's a big time player. Yeah. Big time player. We're really excited about him. Um, and on top of that, we've gotten so much positive feedback about the way he carries himself um, around campus and in academic settings. And, like, he's done a great job at our camps with the with the kids. He's just one of those guys that it's fun to be around. He's yeah. got an infectious personality. Um, but he's, he's serious about his ball. Yeah. He's serious about ball. And uh, I, I think there's there's so much upside there to be tapped into, and we're, we're really excited about him. Good. I know uh, Dermar Slim had a lot of great things to say yeah, about no him. Doubt. So No doubt. Yeah. I'm sure he sees a little bit of himself in, in Daniel. Oh, yeah. Um, Rob, you say fantasy? Yeah. Did you say? I'm fantasy. Um, so, so how does Rob fit into all this? You know, obviously he's got some experience from Indiana, had some injuries no there, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, got a lot of, lot of good guards. Um, how, how does he fit in and what does he bring to the table? Yeah, he's a guy that the word you think of when you watch Rob play is he's just solid. Mm-hmm. Like he just, he's a winner. Like he guards the ball. Like he's another guy that's just bearcat basketball. Yeah. You know, like he's, he's, he's not scared, doesn't back down from a challenge. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think the backcourt's going to be pretty strong. Yeah. You know, there's, there's depth there. Good. I love to hear it. Uh, Absolutely. He'll be another guy that gets after it. Um, you can, you can just tell him, hey, 94 feet, go go get him. Go get him. Yep. And he's strong. No doubt. Veteran, no doubt. savvy, all no that. Absolutely. 
Um, Sage. Um, I've known Sage, you know, since he's been here right. uh, to Cincinnati. Um, when I came over to the workouts, Chris, I was actually anxious to see how Sage was doing because I thought it was going to take him a while to yep. adjust to the college game. Um, and I, I left there, and I even said something to him. I said, man, you looked pretty good. I, thought, I think you're further along than I thought you were going to be at this point. So I was, I was pleased with what I, what I saw. Absolutely, as are we. Uh, he can really move. Yeah. He's not the plotty 7-1 guy. Yeah. He can run. He can move. He can move his feet. He can jump. He can catch the ball, and he's dunked it through the rim in half a second. Mm-hmm. Um, he can get off the ground quick, and he can shoot the ball. He's skilled. Like, everything's there. Um, and so I, th- I think we got something with Sage. And I'll, I'll say, you know, credit to him and obviously all the tireless work with Coach Rayfeld, but uh, – he put on some muscle and some weight mm-hmm. in a very short period of time. Yeah, his body has completely changed. Yeah, so we're we're excited with what we got there. The way he approaches it, I mean, he's a hilarious kid. Um, but yeah, good. Now, Be- pleased with Big Sage. How do you replace someone like Sam Martin? And 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 listen, I want to say this. I and Sam's my guy. Um, he helped coach uh, one of our AU teams, and he was undefeated. Until the last game, and he lost the last game, but he was undefeated. Um, he is Sam's one of the most tremendous kids. He is like no doubt. every Division One, Division Two. Every every college should have a Sam Martin as part of their program. Um, and I thought you guys did a great job. And Sam was actually shocked by this, but when Coach Miller uh, went to the post game podium and went on this like two minute. Like Sam is the glue to what we, and Sam's like, oh my God. He was like, I'm my family's shocked. I'm shocked. That meant the world, you know, to him. But I told Sam, I said, like, he really meant that. He's not going to walk up in a post game podium and say that. Um, Can you just talk a little bit about, you know, how and how you replace somebody like a Sam? Yeah. Well, quick answer How do you replace Sam Martin? You can't replace Sam Martin. (laughs) There's no replacing Sam Martin. Um, But, it's funny, man. I mean, Sam Sam is one of a kind. I mean, a five-year Bearcat. I mean, he had his own chant in the student section. Yep. I mean, he meant so much to this place. I hope he's not working too much where he can come by and, and, and get over to games, and I'm sure he'll get a reception when he shows up. Absolutely. Um, we, we absolutely love Sam. We're so grateful that – because when we met with him, you know, he hadn't touched a basketball in mm-hmm. three months. Yeah. And he was like – I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it if you guys if you guys need me to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't see anybody that could come into that role and, and give us more than Sam could. Yeah. So he came back and did a phenomenal job. Yeah. And uh, you know when I have questions about like there's a a recent former player come by and I you know I'll, I'll call Sam and be like hey you know what was so and so like as a teammate you you have good experience with him we just met him the other day I thought he was great mm-hmm. and uh, and so Sam is like you know consulting Cincinnati <laughs> basketball all the time um, and you know you get him on the phone for a minute and you feel like you feel like you've only talked for five minutes you've been on the phone for an hour no question and uh, no he's the best I hope I hope he he's around plenty. Yeah, I'm sure he will be. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But uh, we do we do have an outstanding walk-on in our program right now, C.J. Anthony from Columbus. Oh, yeah. And 
he can he can really really play. Yeah, he, he, he gives our guys fits in practice now. Yep. Um, so I've seen it. We're, we're keeping keeping the uh, the thing going of big time Cincinnati basketball walk ons. So <laughs> I love it. Keeping it going, baby. That's that's been a big part of yeah. the UC I basketball. Think, I think program. by the end of it, people will talk about CJ in the same in the Good. same light that they that they Good. talk about Sam. The way he's invested in what we're doing. Big strong kid. No doubt. CJ is just absolutely. Um, now I do want to talk about um, you know kind of the future um, in. College athletics, forget college basketball, college athletics is changing by the week, right? It's just something new all the time. And um, Bearcat fans have been just just on the edge of their seat to find out, will we go into a new conference at some point? And finally, you know, we get the call, make it to the Big 12. And then all of a sudden, UCLA, USC, boom, makes the jump to the Big 10. Obviously, a... TV money deal decision, blah blah blah, whatever. Yep. Then the everyone's freaking out, like, okay, are they gonna Pac-12 gonna poach some some guys from you know the the Big Twelve? Are they gonna merge? What's gonna happen? Um, and, and, and like, listen, in, in terms of a coaching staff like you guys, you guys just got to keep grinding and recruit, right? Absolutely. And, and but but what what are your what are you guys thinking about all this, and what what's your mindset right now? Yeah, I mean. I don't think anybody really knows how it's going to shake out and what it's all going to look like by the end of it, but we're excited about the opportunity ahead of us. So, you know, obviously our focus is on how can we win the American conference next year? Yeah. That's, that's, that's number one. So, you know, we don't want to get too far. It's easy to jump ahead though. It is, is, you know, cause it's, it's looming and it's there. Yeah. Um, And we're not going to ignore that, but um, that's where our focus is at. We're like, Hey, let's let everybody else worry about, what conference realignment looks like and let's just focus on getting better right now and, yeah. uh, and, and, and trying to cut down nets right here with what we got. So that's where our heads are at. And we know we don't have any say or control over what happens, nope. um, but we know we've got, you know, John Cunningham who's going to be as aggressive as anybody in the country yeah. and, uh, and putting Cincinnati on the national stage. And we've, uh, that's, that's, that's been proven just in our short time here. Yeah. I think, uh, John Cunningham's doing a fantastic job. Oh, 10 out of 10, He's, no question. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, listen, and I know we can't talk a lot about uh, recruiting, and I don't want to, like, yeah, sure. um, uh, get anybody in trouble with, with all that. But um, but I do want to ask from a recruiting standpoint, um, there are some schools, um, colleges, that just go out and try to recruit the best player, period. Right. Sure. Right? Like. I can safely say UK is going to say I want the if I can get the top eight guys in the country I want the top eight. Um, when you guys look at recruiting, um, and much like I heard Luke Fickle talking that he looks for a cultural fit. Um, how do you guys view things? That's that's pretty spot on. Yeah. That's about the about the phrase I would use for it. <laughs> um, that's that's one hundred percent what we're looking for. It's a cultural fit, and how do we make all the pieces work together? You know, um, obviously talent's uh, non-negotiable. Right, right. If right. they're not good enough to play here, we can't be recruiting them. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a lot a lot more to it beyond sure. you know, just the just the talent piece. Because yep. um, you can get a bunch of talented dudes together, but if the locker room is not cohesive, you're gonna have problems. Oh, we see so that. We see that every year at some yeah, college basketball teams. It's a puzzle, and we get really we dig in pretty deep. Um, getting to know everybody around the guys that we're recruiting, and uh, and then 
that final call, that final call, final decision is made, you know, as as a staff, if Coach Miller feels like this is the right person to bring in, mm-hmm. be a part of this thing, real selective about who gets to walk into that locker room, right? Yeah, yep. I think that's that's very important. So, like, you know, when when um, Hugs was talking, I, I would never forget this. He was talking to Kenyon Martin, and this is before the Kenyon Martin everybody knows. It's like freshman year, Kenyon Martin, and he would say to Kenyon like. The things you do off the court, you know, are so important and impacts what you do on the court. Um, and I'll never forget that. And I think I saw a change in Kenya. Not that he was doing crazy stuff off the court, right. but just how he was conducting himself, you know, being a professional. And I feel like, you know, not only the guys that you guys have in the program now, but even the new guys that are that are in here now and future guys you're recruiting that I hear about. Um, seem to be of that elk of like guys that get it off the court. You know what I mean? Right. And Absolutely. that impacts your play on the court. No question about it. All right. No question about it. Well said. Um, the transfer portal. <laughs> Do you see changes in the transfer portal moving forward or no? I have no idea. <laughs> Every time I think I have it figured out, it's, it changes the other way, right? I don't know. It sounds like there might be some, you know, tweaks with the system here and there, but I don't know. It's uh, it, it's been good to us to this point. I can say that. Yeah, absolutely. I can say that. Absolutely. Um, the NIL. I know there's some things you know we can't talk about with the NIL, but um, it's changed. Oh yeah. Our sport. Absolutely. Um. Moving forward, how do you see the NIL? Do you see it changing? I'm sure there will be changes and people will adjust. You know, the, the approach Coach Miller's really taken has been what can we do to embrace the whole team? You know, instead of, like, just highlighting one guy for NIL, mm. what can we do that, to help everybody? And because uh, as a coaching staff, we're constantly thinking about together, 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 and NIL presents a unique predicament where it can pull guys apart, right? Yeah. And so what can we do to yeah. make this a together thing? Mm. And how can we do things as a program to where everybody it benefits everybody? And then, you know, if if guys get individual deals on their own, that's great. What we have built in that, that benefits everybody. It's kind of the approach we've taken and uh, in, in a world, like you're saying, where who knows what's around the corner with, with that. Yeah. It's so, and like you said, I know I asked you some questions. It's so hard to predict. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we, we just don't know, but. I do. I mean, shoot. The guys that were back for the TBT, they were like, man, I wish we had NIL. You know, yeah. so I think it's a great thing. Yeah, you know, no. It, fi- they're finally getting to, yeah. you know, make some money off their name, image, image and likeness. But, you know, I started thinking about that. I was like, man, yeah. Uh, you know, Kenny Martin would have made a pretty penny oh off gosh. NIL, right? I mean, yeah. you just think Seriously. about some of these guys. No, no question. That are probably going, man, if yeah. that would have been around. Mel Levitt. Oh, wow. my his goodness. personality. Yeah, that, that logo on his shirts would have been going for $100 <laughs> a pop, baby. All over the city. Gotta love it. No, but I, I do think, you know, I do think it's a positive thing. I think that, um, I know you might not be able to comment on this, but I'll, I'll say my feelings that. You know, it felt the NIL felt really rushed in terms of obviously NCAA loses a lawsuit with this and that, and things are just kind of like, okay, go ahead and do this and that. And there was kind of wild, wild west, and some of the structure wasn't there. And I know some some stuff you probably can't comment on, so I'll I'll say it. But hopefully, 
they'll they'll tweak some things and and get it to where it's you know a little bit better um but it, but still i think it's a good thing that benefits a lot of these athletes that absolutely. you know it was long long overdue absolutely um so i i do i've got two more things and then yeah. you know i'll let you go on. i know your your son's been here for a while and he's been a trooper he's been fantastic <laughs> he's locked into his game locked there in. he's locked in he's locked in look at that face that's game face right there um, I'm going to do something with you called quick questions, quick yep. answers. Okay. I've got three of them. All right. Perfect. Let's do it. Okay. First thing, what is your favorite thing about Cincinnati? It could be food, places to go. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, my really, my favorite thing about Cincinnati is just the pride that comes with it. You know, like you get here and it's like, all right, here's your checklist. Skyline Chili, Bengals, <laughs> Reds, Bearcats, right. La Rosa's Pizza, Grater's Ice Cream. Like, you get this list of, like, things that are built here, right? Yeah. Uh, but but I actually think I need to go see a therapist because of how hooked I am to Skyline Chili. <laughs> yeah, that bad? I have a problem. Really? So I the, the, love it. The first time you had it or getting ready to eat it, were you like, what in the world is this? Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't love it the first time. I was like, yeah. I don't know. That was a little weird. Yeah. And then everybody was like, I think it was Sam was like, you got to try it three oh. times. CL, you know, like Sam Martin was adamant. I'm sure Sam can't was give a, up the first time. Skyline. And uh, so I went back and I was like, dude, you were right. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. So uh, ever, ever since then, I've been hooked. Like, yeah. My, my wife was literally like, I think you have a problem. That's, <laughs> it's definitely a Cincinnati thing. No doubt. For sure, yeah. man. Shout out to all the people at the, the good folks at Skyline, Absolutely. Mike Misla and the whole Misla family. Great people. Um, this might be a little bit of a tough question for you. Yeah, okay. Now, I think you've done a, a, a really, really good job, a great job of learning about the former players, the history. So I'm going to kind of put you out there a little bit, and I'm going to ask you, if you could be any former UC player in history, who would it be? And what I mean by that is on-court performance. Okay. Swag, the yeah. whole deal. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one, man. That is a tough one. Well, I can tell you this. Every time we drive by, obviously Oscar's the first one that comes to mind, but every mm -hmm. time we drive by the Oscar statue on a campus tour and, uh, you know, I'm leading the tour in the golf cart, and I'm like, listen, we have space for more statues. All you have to do is average 34 points, <laughs> 17 rebounds, seven assists, and play 39 minutes a night. Easy. I mean, we can build another one. For Easy. Me. So, I mean, I think I'd probably go Big O and you have go a big stat o? line like that. Man. You know? Incredible stat line. No question. Good answer. Um, okay. Away from basketball, mm -hmm. just life in general. If you had the opportunity to meet, okay, Anybody dead or alive that you've always wanted to meet that you find inspiring or just somebody you'd love to have a conversation with, who would that be? That is a good one. Man, it is hard not to go with Michael Jordan here. Um, Sounds good to me. Yeah, MJ or Kobe, it's like one-two right there. Mm. Those guys, those, those two, just the way that they – approach the game of basketball i just have so many questions i i, I don't yeah. even really have questions i just want to sit there yeah listen and, and just listen yeah you know so i i think i have to go mj or kobe there i like that r.i.p kobe still yeah. hurts 
Stu, so Stu's like it, we argue. We used to argue all the time about who's the greatest. I'm Michael, and he's he loves Kobe. We used to have that. And when Kobe right there. Kobe died, he and I had to meet that day, and we walked in this gym at the same time, and just looked at each other, and went sickening, right? Oh my lord! We can go on and on about oh, about course. that, um, but I, I do like your answer, Michael Jordan. Um, last thing. Chris Lepore, what is your ultimate goal? Uh, professionally, I I, I want to be a head coach. I love it. I want to be a head coach. I love I'm, it. I'm getting a great education in how to do it, working for a great one. I always tell people, if I'm a head coach of a Division One college, I want coaches that want to be head coaches. Absolutely. You agree with that? No yep. doubt. No doubt. It's the same way with our players. Like, we want to – recruit and coach guys that want to be pros yep you know if this is a hobby for them it's not going to work out so it's the same way when we're hiring people yep love it man hey listen i want to thank you for your time i know you're busy obviously you told us all the things you do and <laughs> you do a million your swiss army knife you got a million hats on so uh on behalf of the bearcat fans thank you for all you do no doubt thank you yep. man and it's been fun yeah, absolutely, man. And I think the Bearcat fans learn more about you and the things you do and some great insight into this team. And um, I know everyone's looking forward to it because uh, absolutely, some of these these players coming back and new players, very intriguing to see what we can do. No doubt. Let's do it, man. Yep, sounds good. It. The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG and thank you for the support. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. You can follow me on Facebook and LinkedIn. Snapchat, Big Meach 41. I'm on TikTok thanks to Coach Stu Holt at Alex Meacham 41. And I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go Bearcats. Go Bearcats, baby. Sir.